Hello and welcome to Start the Beat with Sykes. My name is Sykes and this is my podcast. Before we get started, I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank everyone who checked out the last episode. If you're one of those people, if you're one of those people, thanks so much for coming back. But for everyone out there who's new to the show, welcome. Feel free to make yourselves at home. And as always, there's beer and soda in the fridge. No drinks on the table right now. Can't cheers. It's all right. Not a big deal. We do a mental cheers. Yes. Yeah. All right. So I'm sitting here today with my new friend. Is it okay if I say your government name or should I only refer to you by your stage? No, name? you call me. You can call me Eric. I'm sitting here with my new friend, Eric, yeah. a.k.a. Vampire Disco Club. Make some noise for the internet. <laughs> Woo! So before we get off into some nerdy gear synth tangent that i feel we're very much on the precipice of yes, having already definitely let's just up top promo your shit okay um well vampire disco club started in march of this year actually nice um, yeah I, I had another project that i was doing called memory cult and uh i was just really kind of burned out on it after it was like a string of you know two or three other things and, was it a uh, solo project it was a solo project, but I had been in another band. Um, so it was kind of like me figuring it out post. It was like after you go through a breakup and you go mm. through it. That was my rebound relationship. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure. So it was definitely like, no, I love you. I love you. I love you. But really, I was thinking about the other person. Was it the same uh, kind of music? Uh, no, it was a little bit more. Um, I don't know. Like kind of Tom Yorkish. Like, okay. Very, uh, like if Tom York was on Ghostly. I got gotcha. you. That's okay. what I was shooting for. It was like really like sad and super glitchy, like really like crazy, you know, like 150 tracks per session and just like nutty, crazy stuff. So, mm -hmm. um, so I, so I actually, I had just moved out here, uh, from LA in last fall and I was like, man, I got to do something else. I'm just like, I hate what I'm doing right now. So vampire disco club. Got it. Know, yeah. Something a little more fun. Yeah. A little bit less like artistic but not like yeah less not artsy. like not that this isn't you know you know less exactly what no, I mean. no 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 for sure for more sure, like for just sure. like dance have fun don't sweat over like yeah you know the literary deep meaning of this track yeah exactly exactly no i was i was it's exactly that's exactly right memory cult was like um it was definitely like i'm a tortured artist and i'm i'm in hell and this is like the sound the soundscape of it and um i was just like man i gotta do something else you know what i mean and vampire disco club um initially came out of me saying that like i'm gonna write a love letter to lcd sound system and initially it was vdc it had no no name to it so mm -hmm. i kept calling it in my head vdc sound system as like a little yeah, you know, a little joke yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and because I, I read in an interview that dillinger escape plan they're like it's a love letter to faith no more and i was like that's what they're doing this whole time like they're trying to be <laughs> faith no more i'm like I could try to be LCD sound system instead of sure. trying to be like this serious fucking weirdo. So that was it, man. Like March, I, I put the first track out. Um, we got picked up by Kerrang. And then um, two days later, we were on lockdown. So fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it was it was it was um, it wasn't fun, but it was it was good because I actually just spent the last, you know, this whole last time just like making making an album and an EP, you know, and some singles. And, and, and I just like, just kind of got on the grind. I was like, okay, this is like, 
a, the perfect time to get good at something new. Absolutely. You know, without, you know, being one of those rise and grind guys who's like, you're wasting your time if you haven't started a new, you know, it wasn't like that. It was just like, okay, well, what else am I going to do to stay sane? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. uh, so I came up with, with this, um, including what you have up there, that, that EP and then the more recent single, the good citizen, um, which the, the EP came out directly because of COVID and the, the election stuff and all the paranoia I was online. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, everybody's on Twitter, like talking about Bill Gates is going to put microchips in the vaccine. You know what I mean? Like, like all that crazy, yeah, par- yeah, like yeah. that really reactionary paranoia. I was like, this is something that I got to write about. So, you know, I in the sky was the first track that came out of that. Super cool. Yeah. So now not even a year old into this project. Mm. How are you feeling about, I guess like this community of people that are doing music like this, you know, cause it mm. seems like it's maybe a little bit different from what you were doing before. I don't right. know, we can get into like the band shit and all that stuff, but like, it's always interesting because my perspective on this mm-hmm. is, you know, me and Indigo started some faith uh, over a year ago, but mm-hmm. we didn't start putting out music until uh, this August. Okay. So we were kind of working really behind the scenes. Developing. Our our first show was supposed to be April 1st. Okay. But then COVID and everything sure. just kind of, we just were like, well, okay, let's just record songs and yeah. make videos and do all that shit. Like, yeah. So like, yeah, pretty much all the stuff that we're releasing now is like all happening. Right. In COVID. Yeah. But the point that I was making was that one thing that I noticed, like coming out of, you know, my other bands that I have, I have a death metal band mm-hmm. and I have a hip hop project. Okay. And those are two very different communities. Sure. And like, it's really interesting now being in this like synth, goth, right, synth, right, right. Uh, synth pop, dark wave, like uh, this whole mixture of people. And it's like been really cool meeting people because there are a lot of like really friendly people that are excited about music in a way that like doesn't have the pretension that like a lot of the metal kids have sure or like the the need for like uh newness that like a lot of the hip-hop kids have where right. it must be new and fresh and right what's it's the weird. next thing yeah. yeah it's like it's been very very welcoming and it's really interesting because we got to know each other through a like a group chat that we were all yeah in. it was like put together by a, a mutual online friend of ours yeah. that's in like mississippi or wherever, wherever he's at. yeah is somewhere Tennessee, somewhere yeah somewhere that's not 20 minutes away from me which sure. is where you're currently living <laughs> yeah which so is pretty it's really funny that's how like we got together yeah it's you know uh i mean that's a good point especially about the the metal and the hip-hop thing because i've worked with both of those sort of communities too and there is very much that feeling of like yeah, metal's so about like purity, like communal purity. And then like hip hop is like always kind of, you know, uh, yesterday's news is like not worth hearing yeah. about. Um, it's been weird because I've kind of always been in the kind of goth electronic scene, just living in LA, like going all to the golf clubs and the like the after hours parties and stuff like that. Um, that was my domain as far as like culture is concerned. But musically, I was kind of like always in and out of that. Like I worked with a lot of pop people behind the scenes um, for like labels and like mainstream artists. Yeah. Um, so when I decided to do this project, 
it's been weird because I don't think it's getting, I don't think it's clicked yet with people like the sound that I'm doing. I think people kind of are like, Oh, like maybe I recognize you from this band or, you know, this guy, you know? Yeah. But I don't think the sound has connected yet. Um, cause people are like, Oh, you, you have like a cool dark look, but this is like kind of like sassy and fun. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, people keep saying that to me. They're like, this like, it's kind of like, like too fun. It's like, uh, you know, when I listen to it, you know, it's very like there's a uh, there's like a theater element to it. It's right. very like cinematic and like over the top and like, yeah. look at me. Yeah. Which is like, but cool. I, did that, I did that intentionally yeah. because because that is who I am. Uh-huh. Like, like well, I did an interview with the guy who put us together, Darkness Calling. Um, and he said the same thing. He was like, why? Like, where does this like kind of character come from? And I'm like, well, that's actually just this is the real me. Like whenever I do like a like oh kind of weird thing like that's just me doing that shit all the time. Anyways, I just this was the first project I've been in where I decided to really make that like the the driving sure. element. You know what I mean? Um, so the reception has been really good as far as like people are super nice. Everybody's like, oh my god, like what are you doing? You should know this person and this person. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, just like how we got introduced. Oh, like you're doing this. Well, you should meet. You know. Um, so I'm really thankful for that because like, what a way to be embraced rather than, you know, having to force your way into something. Yeah. But, uh, I think musically, I think it's, it's going to take, I think once I put the album out, it's going to, there's going to be a, I anticipate a little bit of a lag because people are not going to anticipate what the sound is sure you know what i mean like i've i've really taken this time where even the good citizen if you listen to that and then you listen to new romance and you listen to the first single ruby veins like there's a through line but it's it's the only through line is me being you know myself and then what happens next is gonna be um i think weirder than people are anticipating and like really kind of going more you know if george clinton was goth that's what I want this to turn okay. into. You well, know yeah, what I mean? Hey, like, I know? want it to get weirder. So it's like the Vampire Funk Club. Yeah, I want it to be <laughs> like the name, even the name, just like that. I was yeah. like, what would vampires listen to yeah, at a disco I, club? I, I feel like if you like really like just look at the name and yeah. digest it, it's like, oh, this sound makes sense, right? Right. And I and I wanted that to have because like before when I did Memory Cult, it was like, what is a Memory Cult? And then you hear the music and you're like, it's all disjointed and like, bleep, bop, bloop, you know, and mm-hmm. I'm like, ah, like weird vo- voices. With this one, I was like, like the look, the sound, it has to be me 100%. It has to be like who I am. And I'm like, well, who am I? You know what I mean? So it's, it's obviously it's, it's this, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm like, I'm getting off from now, the original that, question. That's kind but, of, it's kind of, I can relate because whenever me and, indigo finally dropped the some faith stuff there was some people that knew about it because i'd been talking about it on the podcast for a while and seeing people there's what are you up to i'm like well i'm doing this dark wave project they're like oh really and it was kind of a surprise because i think a lot of people were used to hearing me you know doing death metal or doing hip-hop but like way before i was in metal bands or way before i was doing rap stuff i was doing industrial music that was like the first stuff that i was doing okay so like this was like very much more of like a return to form right honestly and i'd been wanting to do a project like this for a a really long time it was just a matter of like having the right team and the right reason to do it right and like me and indigo met pretty much through like that local 
gothy sort of scene like you know yeah we're in a lot of different pockets musically and while we weren't doing anything musically like to be a part of the culture that right. was still like oh we go to those nights we hang out at those places right, and we're friends people. with those people yeah. so it was it's cool to finally be able to like be a part of it and i like it i've been having fun and everybody's so cool yeah everybody's super nice i um i want to contribute more i think that's the thing i think that's also the the thing the other part of this is that like i realized before that i was so hell-bent on being solitary and being that um expressing that torturedness and being (laughs) such a serious person uh that you know it's like one of those things where you go okay this person's serious all the time you know, but then you hang out with that person and you go, well, actually, like, they're not really as dark maybe as yeah. you think they are. <laughs> but I I think I started to buy into my own, like, creative hype. Mm. Whereas now, like, I do want to be more a part of that community. I want to reach out more. I'm like, oh, like, how do I, you know, promo somebody's stuff? Even like I was talking to you before when I rolled up about, like, I was watching your video. <laughs> and then I was like, well, I'm going to watch this video again because I like it. And then I'm like, yeah, you know, I should really be doing this more like i should be finding people and like really you know not just liking it not just watching it once but really like engaging in it consciously and getting to become a fan of the people that you become friends with you know because there's always that thing where like once you know somebody a little bit of the mystique goes away of like their creative thing yeah um that's why i try not to meet any of my heroes ever Uh because i don't want to know tom you know what i mean like yeah like I want to know, you know, uh, the the person on stage, and um, but now I'm starting. I'm like mature. I've matured past that. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Like I can be a fan and a friend, and really like just dig what they bring to the table. And then I think that's, you know, um, the opportunity that I'm really thankful for with all of this is, mm-hmm. is to be like, oh, cool. Like I'm a part of this community, and I feel like uh, I can support my friends and be a fan at the same time, and not feel like too cool too in or too alienated you know what i mean yeah too in or too out i'm just like right there in the periphery like right in the middle of it so you mentioned you know you have a background playing in bands you have a background working with other musicians and mm. all these things you know a lot of teamwork and a lot of collaboration right now you're on your own <laughs> fuck the world yeah how is it now, do you feel like being a solo artist and handling so much of this stuff yourself versus all of the collaboration aspects of being a musician? Um, I think it's it's very daunting uh, when it comes to the way the world's changed. You know, um, there's always that aspect of like, you know, this guy's really good at art and this guy's really good at, you know, making phone calls and this guy's like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so having to do all of that and just like you were saying with like COVID, like you were supposed to play your first show in April, like this was the first time that I really had to book shows on, like, cause normally I was always the songwriter or the whatever. Um, and managerial stuff was never my, like, uh, that's not me. Like I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm good if you put me in a studio and then I'm good on stage. And then besides that, I'm gnarly incompetent. So it's just like doing all of that stuff and then trying to think of like, well, I got to find an artist for this song and, you know, maybe I should consider a video soon. And, and you know, like, what would it like, even when I talk to people, they're like, well, what do you want the, the art to look like? And I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, what do you think? Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> what does the song inspire? You know, because really I, in my head, I'm like, how do I do all these different things? I already mm-hmm. play every instrument on the record and mix it and produce it and write the songs. Like, how do I 
like how can I possibly conceive of all of this stuff? So I'm still figuring that out, but I think also I'm excited because I no longer feel pressure. Whereas before I felt this like immense pressure to like, I got to write a new song. I got to like write a hit. I got to write a, you know, I got to be practicing constantly. And like now there's a lot more like extended just jam time, like with myself where I'm like, I'm just going to hit a kick drum on a pad for hours and nobody can stop me. You know what I mean? Like, so um, there's more freedom, obviously, but also there's more, you know, um, just more work to do. Like, but it's, 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 I don't know. It's rewarding. I think eventually I'll, I don't want to jinx myself, but eventually I I might get a, a teammate, like a bandmate. Yeah. Or somebody who can, I can offload some of that work on to creatively um, or outside of the creative zone to kind of, you know, help. Yeah. Just help me expand. Really. If I had more hands, I would just be doing more. It's not like I would, you know, give somebody half the work and then do the same amount. Sure. You know what I mean? It's, sure. it's only, I only want to expand to expand. You know, that's the one thing that I, I love the most about this new breed of like young rap kids. Yeah. Cause a lot of the younger rappers that I have on the show that I meet, they never come alone. They right. always have two or three people with them. One person's like their homie. That's like filming and like right. getting video for yeah. everything, just generating content. One person's like a manager. One person is, you know, like yeah. they have like these teams of people that are just like, yeah, they're there. Building, they're just yeah. down to hang out. Like they're all friends. They know their one homie has yeah, like he's the, the skill. He's, yeah. He's the, but then they're all like, well, we're here. We're going to ride with you and we'll make this work. I yeah. see it happen so much, but only in that community really. Like I never see like any metal bands that have like friends hanging out with them that are like, Hey, we're going to be your social media team. Right. Which I mean, like, why not? It's not as if like promoting a metal band or promoting a folk band or it's, it's all the same. You're all using the internet. Yeah. And you all want the same end result too. Like, uh-huh. You want fans. I think that's the thing that is like, that took me a long time. And that's the, that's why I created this project was like, there's like a lot of like those kind of, you know, Sometimes you think you're like too, not good, but like you're too serious. Oh, it's like for the, like a, it's like the counterproductive mentality of being DIY. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, you're constantly stepping on your own foot because you're yeah. like, well, like this has to be the most pure, authentic thing. And you're like, okay, well, what does that mean to you? Like, <laughs> were you making, are you making like inauthentic music before this? Like, what does that mean? Like, it, and really, I think it's just like a, um, it's it's believing in the lie. Um, I was talking to my brother about this because he's a producer, and it's the same thing with like Nirvana. Like people always think about Nirvana and they think like this was this mysterious dark thing. And you're like, no way, dude! Like they knew what they were doing from day one. Like there's no way Kurt Cobain didn't went into that and didn't know exactly what the fuck he was doing. Sure, like nobody writes Nevermind, like the most polished pop rock record of all time. And sells, you know, God knows how many, 7 million records. Like, maybe he couldn't handle it. I understand that. Maybe those demons were real. But I don't think that he went in there and was like, I just don't really want people to pay attention. I'm just doing this all for myself. I I I think it was probably a happy accident. I imagine that they were very well aware that, like, these are, these songs fucking rip. Right. And everybody in the studio that was, you know, producing and engineering was probably like, wow, this sounds really good. Yeah. But who could have predicted that it was going to be like... Oh, what it yeah. was that's ne- fucking nuts nobody ever knows yeah that but i think at the same time though like 
going into it ahead of it, it wasn't just like some garage band that you found down the road. Oh, just like, yeah. You know, who, oh, we didn't even mean to be a band. We were just jamming because it was our poetry. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, no, there was a, there was an intent. And also a time and place because, you right. know, so much, I think, of a band's success really revolves around their environment in that time and place. Sure. And I mean, yeah, you're catching Seattle the wave. at yeah. that time was just, you was, know, right. electric. Yeah. And, and that's what I mean is, so it's just, it's just, it's all of those things. It's all those things. So now it's like, I'm just trying to, um, you know, yeah. I mean, I would love to have a crew of dudes who are like, Hey, or, or women or whoever, who's just <laughs> like, who's like, yeah, like we, you know, you got the juice and we all want to yeah. help you, you know, we all want to help you get it out there. So, um, same. I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, but I think that like now, like we have an opportunity with the internet and with everything, you know, social media, um, to meet like this and, and to really, uh, cause this is how they do it out, out in LA. It's like three or four bands are like friends and, you know, they all play in each other's bands. It's always like one solo artist. And then all the band members are made up of other solo artists. One yeah. I can play drums and, you know, and then, then they all, and I've seen this a lot. Like there'll be four bands on a bill and they're all playing in each other's bands. Yeah, that happens here too. Night. Yeah. So I think that like, I think that, does exist in like outside of the hip hop community. It just needs to be more recognized and developed or like more self-aware. Cause just like you said, if it's already happening here, really there's just a conversation at some point where you go, Hey man, like you're really good at shooting video. (laughs) What if you did that for this thing? Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, this guy's awesome at making t-shirt design. You know what I mean? It's just like, I think there's just a, a place where you go like one of us obviously is really good at one thing. And like that, we we could make this a bigger, more purposeful team if we would just sort of jump in there and support each other, you know, mm-hmm. consciously. Yeah, I feel like there's always so much more, depending on what level you want to get to. Like everybody wants to be here, right? right? But there's many levels underneath that, obviously. Mm-hmm. And But the amount of work that you need to do to get to, get to each of those levels like right. requires things that I think people typically don't think of. Sure. Like having these conversations, yeah. having the thing about like business, sitting down like, well, we're not going to practice today. Today, we're going to talk about social media marketing strategy yeah. or music videos or having that awkward conversation where you got to tell, you know, the person in your band to stop wearing those ugly jeans and shows because it's like, you don't want to be that dude yeah because it's like, it sounds so dumb, but it's like it, the dumb thing is that it actually does matter. 100%. How you look, how you present yourself matters. Yeah. I mean, and it's, I'm oh, sorry. It's, I, didn't mean to it, I was yeah. the same. I mean, like it's so weird too, especially being like, you know, in a, like in a metal band with a bunch of just like, you know, yeah. Metal, like, little, like dudes. grimy dudes, but yeah. it's like, there's a very specific nuance to this in a very specific package mm. that people want. Even people that want to say that they don't like packaged things, they still right. want a package. Like they're all wearing fucking denim vests with the same patches on. Of course, them. they yeah. like packaged yeah. things. Well, that's like black metal is the best example of that. Yeah, it's like it's not true cult, and you're like, well, that is a very narrow, <laughs> very specific lane. That like if you don't fit into this really, and it's like, well, that's the most packaged thing you could be. Not that it doesn't come from an authentic place artistically, but like, come on, man, like nothing's true cult except for this one, ex- you know, like this is the most real. Th- so I think, I think that, that, 
I think that that kind of stuff will die off eventually. And I think it will be replaced with what we're talking about. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't think that that mentality ever dies. I just think that people that practice that mentality fade away, but they're right. replaced by yeah, that's new people that have the same mentality. Yeah, that's probably true. I think about the echelon thing, though, a lot like you're saying. And like, I never wanted to be, even when I was younger and I was doing <clears throat> other stuff, I never wanted to be like um, Taylor Swift. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I, that's why I like like LCD Sound System, band, Dillinger Escape Plan. There's, there are bands who are like, you know, they put out a record, they go on tour, they put out a video, they put out a t-shirt, and their fans love them. And their legacy counts. They don't put out 50 records, you know, and it's just like, you know, this song's good and the rest is garbage, yeah. you know. There's, like, everything's about quality and intent. And I think that, just like a business, you know, if you look at your legacy and you look at where you want to go, it's not that I'm like, oh, I'm not good enough for the top. I'll shoot for the bottom, you know. But it's like, well, no. But if I could be a career musician, you know, and have a 20-year run where I put out, like, just five stellar records or whatever, you know, 10, um, and people were, you know, they grew with me, they aged with me, maybe their kids got into it, who, whatever it is, you know, um, they would have that. They would have that thing. You know what I mean? They would have that thing where you go, oh, like, you know, this guy always, he always did exactly what he was supposed to do. And like, he never had that moment where he blew up and was like, you know, put out whatever, like the, the shittiest song you've ever heard. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure. So, and also to speak to what you're saying though, about like, organizing and arranging things and having those band meetings uh watch the documentary about the talking heads oh yeah david yeah. Brin was such a dick and you know he didn't do everything but if he wasn't such a dick and didn't tell everybody like cut your hair like this and wear this shirt and do this thing they might not have been the talking heads you know what i mean like i think everybody trusted that like this guy has a vision you know what i mean and, and tina weymouth like basically co-wrote psycho killer which is like one of their biggest hits but at the same time he came over to her and was like hey listen we're gonna write this kind of song it's gonna be about this this is what it sounds like help me write the lyrics you know what i mean and then he turned over to somebody else and was like you need to put on some fucking tan slacks and a big boxy suit and you know what i mean yeah there is that aspect of like look this is the look this is the sound this is how we do it um, especially I think if you want to get to like that, that, that certain level. Yeah. I mean, like it's doesn't particularly matter what you're wearing. Right. You know, you can look like shit. You can play like shit. It really doesn't matter if right. you and your homies are having fun. No. Cool. Yeah. But if you do want to get to that next place, right. then you got to start thinking about these very absurd things. Yeah. It's production. It's just a product. It's just like putting on a show. You totally. I mean? You got to know where to stand. You got to know where the lights are and like, you got to know what your mic level is. You know what I mean? It's yeah. The same thing as being a good musician. Like you need to know how to play your instrument and you have to understand what it sounds like to other people. Like, I mean, that's really like, um, it sounds sterile when we talk about it, but it's not, it's like, it's pretty organic. You know? Yeah. I think that it's not that out of it's, it's like, do you want to watch a movie that looks like shit? Like the camera's shaky, <laughs> yeah, the, the lighting's soft, all yeah. bad, you know, yeah. like just like the technical things. Like right. if it was, you know, your your favorite movie, but 
reworked so everything right. was fucked up you'd be like i hate this <laughs> yeah. and it's literally the same thing if you see a band and it's just like the lighting's fucked up they yeah. can't play right everything looks weird the makeup's yeah. garbage like you're gonna be like what the fuck am i watching no that's exactly right that's exactly right. i would hate to see my favorite movie redone terribly <laughs> like, it's blue velvet but it's shitty <laughs> oh okay thank you thanks thanks d so you know, having a background working in LA and being around, I imagine, a certain demographic of people. Yeah. How LA did people. that <laughs> how did that change and like shape the way that you view art in general? Um, I think ooh, I think <laughs> No, I know what happened. I, I kind of got to see like how the sausage was made. Yeah. Um, you know, before that, I, I didn't I played music when I was younger and I had like a couple of, um, it was very different. It was like folky, bright eyes, kind of sad boy shit. And then I had like a couple of, you know, meetings with labels and went on some tours and did a couple of little things. Um, and then it fell apart and I took a big gap of time, like seven years off music. So when I got back into music, I went directly into the pop world because my brother had been working the whole time to do that. That was always his thing. So when I did that, I immediately was working with producers on lab- like on major labels, you know, um, helping songwrite and play instruments for like would be pop stars, the people who they were developing behind. Yeah, you know, we just signed this person; nobody knows about them yet. Like, or they got one big hit on Spotify. So it kind of initially like jaded me a little bit. Because I was like, oh, this isn't just somebody like me sitting in their room, you know, like writing a song and, and it being so personal. It's it's like six 30-year-old men in a room <laughs> yeah. writing a love song for a 19-year-old girl, you know, about her heartbreak that she didn't actually go through. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there was this thing where I was like, oh, like, it's all bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, ah. Uh, but then I came to understand that, like, that also is just that world. Yeah. You know what I mean? And just like when I worked with hip hop guys, the mainstream guys were like that. But like the heads, you know, when I went to the airliner and I went to low end theory and I went to the places where like, like the real heads were at, like they were the dudes who were like, no, we fucking write our own raps and like we own our own mics and like this shit isn't like, so there was still that there too. It was just kind of seeing both sides of the fence. And like once I saw the major label thing, I stopped wanting to do it. I was like, okay, this is cool. I understand it and I can appreciate it and the work that goes because it's a lot of work. You know, I saw there's a band that I saw getting their record done and the producer. I lived with him. He did 300 mixes on this track, you know. Wow. I mean, 300, like, and, and it wasn't just him. He was sending it to eight other producers and they were all like, cha- you know? Yeah. So when I saw that, I was like, okay, like, this is not a joke. Like, this is serious. The work that goes into this is like, it really made me appreciate pop music, but also recognizing that other aspect of like what a machine it is. I was like, okay, well, not for me. You know? Yeah. Still not for me. Like, it wasn't for me, but now it's really not for me. And then kind of seeing that other side of LA and seeing, you know, like the the art gallery show at three in the morning where a dude just jumps up and starts freestyling and it's like this crazy DJ and everything comes together and it's like magic. You know, seeing that, I'm like, okay, that 
still exists and it's harder to get into because it's very like closed circle, but it's also like you're a part of something real and they both exist in the same world and that's okay. Like, you know what I mean? So yeah. I, came, I came to peace at first. I was like, no. And then I was like, Oh, you know, and yeah. Now, and now I feel like I, I have, you know, come down the mountain, a wiser man a little bit. Totally. Yeah. So, so what brought you to our lovely side of the country? Um, last year I'd been in LA for like 10 years and my band that I had broke up and we were kind of, you know, we signed to an agency. It was my brother and I, uh, we signed to an agency. We were like getting ready to like do big things. And then it kind of just like abruptly fell apart because, uh, you know, we were just like partying all the time and being LA people tight. You know what I mean? (laughs) We were like, we're dark. We were a very dark band and we were going to be very dark people. And then we just were like, we're on drugs and it burned our lives out. And I think my, and my wife, she had a business that like I was supporting her doing all this stuff and her business started to get successful. And she was like, you know, I think that we need to leave. (laughs) And like this place sucks. And it's like, you know, it's always on fire and it's like the air is unbreathable and, your band's over now and what are we going to do? And, and she has family out here and was like, I want to open up a physical space for my, for my online business. And, um, this is the place to do it. And I came out to visit like a, like a month before we came out to visit family and I went to the Warhol museum and I was like, okay, like I can live here. Like, this is cool. Like I didn't know. I didn't yeah. I, I, like the East coast was new to me. Like I'd been all over America and, and all over the world. And I was like, I had no idea. Like we came into the city and it was like red brick and, you know, (laughs) and like these giant bridges. And, and I was like, this is fucking cool. Like I got really excited about it. And so, uh, we came back to California and I was just like, all right, we're moving, we're moving to Pennsylvania. And, um, so we just, we moved out here and like, it's, I guess it's been almost a year now. Cool. But we spent seven months of it on lockdown. So I, I never, you're the first person, you and like, I've met like four other people. Yeah. I got really isolated because I was like, I didn't really get to make like close friends or, or get to like be a part. You know, I went to a couple of shows. Yeah. But it, you know, it was like, like, hey, oh, I've seen you before. Uh-huh. You know, and then it was like right into lockdown. I was like, well, here I am. Uh-huh. So I, I haven't lost touch with it yet but i have like and i didn't get to have like a falling in love phase with the city yet so yeah yeah, yeah that that's a bit of a bummer like it's I, I guess it's convenient in terms of like oh i move into a new city and now i can like have a new house and i can right set up and do shit around the house and get my, yeah. my personal goals kind of in a fair and i'm sure it was convenient for your wife as well like trying to establish getting the shop shit set up and yeah just a lot of time to kind of like focus because moving's chaos moving down the street could be chaotic terrible i can't even imagine moving across the fucking country it's so it's like maybe in some sort of a way it's kind of cool to have that extra time but i'm sure now we're all like well let's fucking yeah let's let's get back to it now well because i definitely tried to set up a bunch of shows like in the spring and i was like new eps coming out do a bunch of shows and then you know you get those emails are like due to covid we're not going to be able to do anything Uh you're gonna stay inside for the rest of your goddamn life (laughs) you're like oh you know yeah so now now i'm like okay i I had covid too so now like i feel free like after i had it i was like fuck you like i'm 
I can survive. Like I'm going to be okay. And, um, even now when I wear the mask, I'm like, now I can slip it down a little bit because I'm like, I, and I tell people, I'm like, I had it, I had it like, I, like I have my certificate of health, you know? Yeah. Um, which I hope nobody else gets it, but at the same time, um, yeah, no, you know, we moved, we, we, we moved, it shit happens, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, what are you going to do? Like just life, you know? Yeah. And, uh, that's fine. We'll figure it out. We're all figuring it out. You know? Um, we are talking about moving though. There is a, there is like a, there is a certain amount of, cause the business is going good and, and I haven't been working. I've just been, I mean, I've been doing like mixes for people, you know what I mean? And like doing side work, like on, you know? Yeah. Uh, but I had money on in savings that I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to start a new project. I'm going to, you know, like put this album together and then I'm, we're going to hit the road and we're going to do it, you know? And, uh, so I have like sort of depleted, all of my, you know what I mean? <laughs> no, like I, yeah. I'm like I'm kind of at the point where I'm like, good job. Like I got to get back on the grind. Like this is, you know, not to harp on that too much. I'm not trying to like, oh, woe is me because other people have it way harder. But I, I am at that point now where I'm like, okay, like redetermined. You know what I mean? Like totally, like re, like re, uh, re motivated to to start getting things back on the grind. So, where are you gonna move? We're talking about Nashville. Okay, just because I know some people. Um, from LA who moved out there and I was like maybe we'll go to Nashville and but then we're kind of like we've been here for a year we have a nice house we live in a nice neighborhood and I'm starting to make friends here and meet people and do stuff so I'm kind of like I'm a little on the fence because sure I'm like well when this opens back up I feel like I still didn't get to have that experience yeah you know what I mean like I'm kind of like I'm so I'm just kind of waiting like if we stay like if we stay in lockdown indefinitely then I'm like all right Nashville because they're open already but if we don't if it opens up here then I feel like it'll be more of a cause to uh embrace embrace the the city and and really kind of become a part of things you know yeah the the whole this all this like stuff is it's open here, but it's not open there. Right, it's, right. it's very strange. Like I totally get it. And I understand I'm not one of these, like it's not real no, type yeah, of people yeah, by yeah. any means. But at the same time, I'm very willing to, uh, I don't want to say take a risk. Cause no, that sounds, yeah. that sounds like immature. We don't want to risk somebody else's. Yeah. Life, but you're like, but like, I, I, I feel perfectly fine going and like you know getting a beer somewhere right, or just right. something you know i could be in a in some shit bar yeah with three other strangers that are like already distanced anyway so yeah you know like I mean? nobody's hanging out yeah, yeah so but i get it it's just it's strange i get it it's just it, yeah it is strange and it's just one of those things where i'm like all right fine you know what i mean this is how life is well, i'm gonna adapt to it there is no unity across the map right now in the USA, like as far as like where it's open and where it's not. I know in LA talking to friends are like everything shut down. Yeah. But people are still out. Oh, sure. So it's like people are just out all the time eating where they can and doing what they can. But then like half the businesses are are permanently closed and boarded up. So I'm like, okay, well, you know, like where is yeah. it open? I mean, like, it's, it's getting better here. You know, today, uh, me and my girlfriend, we have like a, a like a crew of people that we've been hanging out with and going to like breweries with on Sundays. Nice. And like today, we we got Indian food at an Indian restaurant, and then nice. across the street there's a meadery. Okay, that, uh, some friends of ours own, and we went. And we had meat outside in their little patio area. Hell yeah! So it was very like 
it felt reasonably like normal. normal. Yeah. Minus like having to wear the mask. But being completely honest, I don't mind wearing the mask because it prevents strangers from talking to me. And that's fucking tight. <laughs> that's really funny. I don't care about the mask. I mean, I don't, I don't yeah, it, it doesn't. It's a pain in my ass because I don't need to wear it. But like, well, if we could open everything back up, I don't give a shit. Let's wear a mask. Fine. Fuck it. Like, let's go. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's my thing is I'm like, okay, like, you know, let's keep grandma and grandpa at home and let the rest of us uh, get dirty. You know what I mean? Let's get in the pit. Let's get, I want, like, that's what I need. I need that live. I need that live experience again. Live music has to happen for me. Like, that's my, that's my big thing, you know, but. Yeah, I'm it sure sucks because I feel like it was like, you know, the first thing to go. It's going to be one of the the last things to come back. Right. Because, well, because it's the most social thing. You I mean, there's I mean? already shows happening. I've, yeah. like, I've seen multiple friends of mine that are playing shows okay i mean they all seem like dog shit shows if right. I'm being completely <laughs> yeah, honest I was gonna say, right i'm but like i didn't playing know. shows i see i didn't know that that's cool that's yeah. interesting i just i couldn't get into the live stream thing i did a couple of them and you know it's just more power to anybody who found success with that i have a couple of friends who like you know no hate at all do your thing but for me it just felt like um hey man come watch me on tv and you know uh since this was a new project, it was a lot harder to be like, yeah, hey, like you just heard about me. Now watch me in my basement. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's a little bit of that that's um not for me, but I, I understand why people are doing it, it and I, I want them to do it. Like the thing that I thought was really cool that I've been seeing people do, like uh some some people that I know that are promoters, mm. they've been putting together these digital shows. Okay. Where basically they give the bands their login info. Mm. for like their account okay so like basically you go to like bob's promotion page on friday at seven right and then like you know one band from new jersey is gonna log on play a half hour set then a band from michigan will hop on oh cool but it's all on the same thing it's like a virtual festival yeah Yeah. and it's been like it's kind of a cool way because i did like two of those okay and it's neat because you know, I'm playing, you know, shows for a promoter out of New Jersey. Yeah. So, so and there's like 30 people in the room that are yeah. all from that side of town and they get to yeah, so you're see cross- me do my thing for like a half hour. Yeah, so it's like I'm actually cool. like playing like legitimately if I played a show in New Jersey, there'd probably be I'd be lucky if there was 30. Yeah, people of there. course. No, so, yeah, yeah, no, you know, so it's like it was like I thought that was really cool. Yeah, I have to I have to find out about that. Uh, That's the first I've heard of that. Yeah, that yeah. was a cool idea, and there's still people doing that, and I back that. But I know there's like some bands that I'm also friends with where they've been going on like every Friday night, just like streaming yeah. their practices and dicking around, yeah. and like for some people, like I feel like if you have good banter and you can interact with the live chat and yeah. make it like an engaging thing, like that could be fun for sure, for sure. I just like for me, it was like. um I didn't I like I acted before I thought and I was just like Instagram live and it's like me with you know two like Yamaha YS7s sure you know what I mean and like it like a like an Ableton push and I'm just like beep bloop bloop and I'm singing and I'm like this sounds like shit and like who I wouldn't want to watch this Uh but if they're doing what you're talking about like I got to look into that because that that's uh that sounds a little bit more appealing it, it's and it's like it's productive in the sense that it's a way to still reach new people and sure. it's not like very it's not like masturbatory no right exactly and that's what my thing was <laughs> yeah. i was just like you know i tried to paint my face i tried to do a couple of interesting things and then you know uh i was just like i don't think i'm gonna do this again. yeah i think I it's think. i'd I rather think, put out some music i also think that you really need to have 
a good handle on like the vision of your project and with sure. it being so new i imagine it's still like well i don't know 100% how I want to present this or yeah I went you know the thing is is like I've always been a very um prolific creator um in the sense that the definition of prolific like I make a lot of shit yeah um but I've also been very like I'm very much like leap before you look kind of a person yeah you know what I mean like so there was definitely like I put out the first single and I didn't even really, I didn't get it mastered or anything like that. And I like barely mixed it. I was just like, fuck it. Like, who cares? And then it got picked up by Kerrang. And I was like, they found me just randomly. And I was like, oh, fuck. Like, wait a minute. Okay, hold on a second here. Like, maybe I should think about this because this is kind of what I do. Like, as a person, like, you know, even with my other projects, like if there wasn't people in the bands, I would have just been like, fuck it, we're going to release everything on Tuesday. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> sure. there's no ca- I don't give a shit. Um, like, I'll just write 10 more songs. So with this, there was definitely like, like you're saying, like I, I hadn't, I'm now starting to figure out all everything else. Like, what do I want it to sound like live? Like, what do I want the album to sound like? Is what I, what have I done so far? Um, you know, representative of what I will do next. Like, is the departure going to be too great for people? Because I, I've definitely done that in the past. And now I'm starting to understand that, like, I, I mean, I had like, I've probably done like 40 songs since March. And there was definitely like a part of me that was like, I'll just release a song every fucking day. I don't care. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, wait a minute. I have a chance here. I have a chance to pull back the horses a little bit and like, think about what I'm doing. And so now my focus is very much like legacy. Like I was talking about earlier, like what kind of a career do I want? Because now it feels like a career band. It doesn't feel like before I was just like, like I'm just like a wild dude. And like, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like I'm a real rock and roller guys. And like, uh, now I'm like, okay, like when I get on stage, finally, you know what I mean? Like, what are the moves going to look like? Like what, you know what I mean? So I'm definitely, I'm, I'm bringing in that element of thoughtfulness. So live streams, will be until I find out, you know, until I find out that I'm going to hold off on them. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. It yeah. was a lot of, you know, talk with me and Indigo when we're trying to figure out like, oh, we're going to start releasing music. Like, what is it supposed to look like? How much do we want to release? Because we wrote a whole album. Right. But we decided just to release half of it. Okay. So that way, instead of kind of like, you know, right, you have a whole album, what do I do instead next? of like throwing it all out there? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, fuck it, because I think that it's a little bit harder for people to, di- to digest to like 40 minutes worth of music, especially right. 40 minutes worth of music from a new band. No, it's hard. You know, because yeah, they have to get used to you. They have yeah. to find out about you. So my idea was let's just split it in half. That way, you know, we can milk the, this, you know, yeah. this shit for a while record the second half this this way we're actually getting stuff out a little bit sooner yeah right you know right, too. Right, right. you're not waiting and, a year to, and yeah. we can kind of just like test the waters to see if like does you know this work or should we switch it up you know do yeah, people like people like the dancey stuff do they like you know this stuff or whatever um yeah you get so, to kind of test it yeah in its so, own way yeah so that was the plan and that's that's where we're at right now so, that's cool i but, mean i think i'm i'm definitely trying to figure out still because now i have an album and i'm like okay is the singles 
and then I compile it? Or is this all at once? Is this an album? You know yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like I'm definitely in that stage right now where I'm like, <laughs> I think, because I told myself, I was like, I want to do eight songs. Like I want to have like an, like eight or nine songs like David Bowie or Iggy Pop. Like I want like a classic album of just yeah. like nine songs, you know, 35 minutes, nothing too long, nothing crazy. Um, but I want every track to be like a fucking banger. Like there's no, that's why I've written 40 songs because I, every time I would write one thing that I was like, this is going to fucking blow people's minds. You know, I would do 10 that were like, you know, just me being sad or some shit. Like maybe I'm like, I'm fucking sad about, you know? (laughs) So now I'm like, like there's been so much attrition and I've been so cruel and like just so like cutthroat and ruthless about how I produce that I'm like, okay, I'm going to have eight tracks and they're fucking bangers and every single one of them. And, and, and so I got that and I'm like, I'm stoked on it. Okay. What the hell do I do next? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, now I'm like, what the fuck do I do next? Like, cause you know, you get like, um, I mean like you get picked up. The good news is, is getting picked up on playlists. Yeah. Has helped. Like um, my one track Panther Moderns that got picked up on some big playlist and I got like 10,000 streams right off the jump. Um, so I was like, oh, that's cool. The only problem is there wasn't like tri- like nobody. They just had that playlist. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I'm like, oh, well, I got like I made a couple of fans that way. So with the album, I'm kind of like, I, I got to be thoughtful about I want it to be an album. I want it to be LP one. But I also want to be realistic about like what that means to other people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, like, you know, our our long term goal right now, which isn't that far off, is we're going to record the second half Mm -hmm. of the album. It'll get released online as like just the second half. But then I actually want to like physically get it printed. Right. Together. So like the, the physical versions of it will be the whole the whole shebang that's what i'm thinking of is singles and then a vinyl yeah but i just like i'm like if i do a vinyl now i'm gonna have a very expensive paperweight in my base that's the problem too because it's like you know <laughs> how are we gonna move these things right you know i was we did uh merch yeah for the and i was like okay we're not playing shows we're getting t-shirts made yeah like, this seems risky yeah. But we've already sold like 30 of them. That's awesome. So like I mean, that's cool. a win. Yeah. That's a win for an indie band. We definitely they paid for themselves. So that's cool. Right. You broke. But it, it's yeah. nice. There's like, you know, it was just kind of like a how many people are paying attention. Right. Because it's one thing to get like, you know, likes and get streams. Streams and yeah. shit like that. But like who's willing how many people are willing to monetarily yeah. invest in this right now? No, those are real fans. Out of curiosity. How yeah. many people? And I was like, okay, cool. This isn't bad. This yeah. is not too bad. So hopefully, you know, down the road, because like, I feel like for me, trying to promote a band only online, which is all we can do right now is like, it's not impossible, but I just don't like it. No, I'm much more of like a, let's play shows. Let's meet people in person and keep grinding that way. Yeah. You know, for sure. But that's, I think that's, I mean, I'm in my thirties. So that was my life. Like that was my life. You know what I mean? Yeah. I grew up in, I was playing hardcore bands when I was fucking 18 and you know, even before I did any solo shit, like it was always like getting sweaty. It was always meeting, shaking hands and giving people hugs. And, yeah. you know, I used to hang out at the hardcore venue that I like, I would just hang out there. I was, I was at every show. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely like, 
I know you can do it online. I don't know if I want to make a video for every try. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't know. So I'm just sort of right now focusing on like, what will I be happy with like 20 years from now? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like what is going to make me be like, well, live or die by this. I'm very proud of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's, that's all I can think about right now is like, what am I like? What do I take pride in? And you know, am I going to look back on this record and go, Oh fuck. Like that's, I mean, what was I doing? That? You might. You know? I might, but right now my thought is like, you know, um, uh, that's why I'm trying to be choosy rather than being prolific. This you know, time. The, the funny thing about that, though, is that I've been in the position where I look back on something that I did years ago and yeah. I'm like, that's garbage. Right. But then a couple more years go by and I think that the old stuff is cool, but the stuff that I thought at that time now is garbage. Now, right. I like the older stuff yeah. more than the stuff in the middle. Yeah. I feel like uh, we have a very similar thing where there was a time where I feel like I was just being insanely self-deprecating and right. awful to myself and like it was coming out in my music. Yeah. You know, like I was uh living basically in like a, a bad part of town. Right. Surrounded by bars, drinking, yeah, fucking doing all that shit that I shouldn't be doing all the fucking time. Right. And it just made me like a terrible artist. Yeah. Be, I mean, like I wasn't any less prolific. Right. But like the content that was coming out is nothing that anybody wants to fucking hear. Right. And that was, well, that was memory call with me. I'm still sitting on a box of those t-shirts. Cause I was like, <laughs> it, it's not like even now recently, cause I've been reworking some of those tracks with a DJ. Um, because I'm like, okay, well there was something good there that I want to salvage from that, that like I still like, but I do see, I'm like, why? Like what was in my head thinking that other people would want to sit down and, and listen to something this yeah. bizarre. Really, at the end of the day, like, like, just because you're crazy doesn't mean everybody else wants, to, like, you know what I mean? Like, sure. They, maybe they're interested in knowing what makes you crazy, but they don't want to experience being crazy. You know yeah. I mean? It's the same thing with like a serial killer doc. Like, we want to know what made him tick. None of us want to get killed by a serial killer. You oh, know what I mean? Like, you know, there's <laughs> like, there's like those people that you know are kind of a wild card. Yeah. And they're fun to be around until. Right until the wild they, card right, until they go wild. Like, yeah. the, the, the people that you hear stories about, and it's yeah. fun that they're around. But then it happens, and you're there, and you're like, "Ah, fuck, bad idea." Yeah, I think I've been that person. <laughs> I've been that person artistically. Okay. You know yeah, I mean? yeah. Not like I've never been a volatile. Well, uh, artistically, I have been. Yeah, you know, this is like my first band. My not my first band. But my first band back. Like the reason we broke up was, you know, it was just like throwing gasoline onto two explosive people, and we're brothers, and we're both crazy in the same way in our own ways you know what i mean so artistically that was a part of it too it's like oh like you know yeah so now i'm like okay vampire disco club like you know i can isolate the cool stuff and figure out the online stuff and sort of you know uh bring all of the elements together to make a, a megazord of like you know musical proportions mm-hmm. you know yeah I, I, it's what <sighs> It's so like, I don't know, man. I'm really just want to get back to playing shows because yeah. I feel like, <laughs> yeah. you know, we had this whole thing with some faith where it was like, okay, we can't play any shows for, we're thinking, you know, four or five months. Right. But we like mapped out like everything that we were going to do up until now. Right. Just kind of hoping like, well, okay, cool. Like by now, then 
the shows will come back right. and we'll pick things back up. Yeah. So it, it's like, fuck. Your grocery list is clear. You, yeah, you exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Oh. So I guess like now, cause like we get together every week and just like, well, what the fuck are we going to do this week? Right. Well, I guess, like not going to write a guess, second album. I guess we're just going to get back to recordings. We have like basically everything demoed out for the second half, mm-hmm. but like we need to actually like track the vocals legit and do all that right. stuff. So it's like, well, I guess we're going to start that. I think that's, yeah, I haven't, I have like made sure that like I I've considered like oh I should go into this like a real studio and like do these vocals but I am like I've been using my time to go like well I think I can do this in my basement and mix yeah, and like can. and get better at mixing like that's kind of what I've done is like since I've cleared my my laundry list too mm. I'm like what cuz I hit that point this last week where I was like album's finished I'm like i'm not gonna write another fucking record right now like, yeah you know what but I mean? like how like, do you promote it what do you do with it yeah and i'm like what do i do so i actually picked up a um an octatrack mk2 yeah and i was like i'm gonna learn how to do this and then i'm gonna trans like that's what i'm gonna do for the winter time is i'm like i'm gonna i'm gonna learn this fucking machine and i'm gonna transfer all of my stuff from this album onto the machine and i'm gonna reimagine the record while i mix the record and I think that that's what I'm going to do. Like now that's like kind of like, I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. And like, I might be getting myself into one of the situations where, you know, you're like, I can fix your car. And then you take it apart and you're like, now you have a broken car. Uh-huh. But since it's all digital, I feel like, well, as long as I have the master session, like if I abandon this project halfway through, then it's not going to hurt anybody. Yeah. It'll keep me busy for a month. You know what I mean? So we'll figure it out. Yeah. That's, that's all we can do yeah do you ever do you ever see yourself being in a position where you like go back to making music with other people or do you kind of prefer no the I would solo pl- shit no i would play i would play i had tried to start a band like i met people on craigslist when i first came out here um and i started like a metal band like a proggy metal band um and i even switched from guitar to bass just to like give myself something new to do like i was like i'm fucking do this now yeah um but when lockdown hit it was like we couldn't get together and then eventually we were just like called. I was like, well, they're all cool dudes too. And, um, I was actually sad about it. Cause I was like, man, we should still be friends. You know what I mean? Even if we can't like play in a band <laughs> yeah. and they were like, nah, it was just the band. Like we were just here for the music. And I was like, all right. Like, <laughs> what a, like, what a I think funny thing to say. Cool. Like, I mean, they were cool. They were, they were cool about it. They were just kind of like, you know, one dude was really into cars and the other dude was like, well, I kind of got this job opportunity and I, I don't know, you know, and like, like, all right, dude, like, I'm like a lifer. So for me, I'm like, whatever. Like, uh, yeah, I would play with other people. I would play with other. I would have other people join Vampire Disco Club. If anything, like, I really am not. It's not that I'm obsessed with LCD sound system, but I definitely like I found like a spiritual connection to James Murphy a little while ago. And I was like, not that I want to rip him off, but I definitely have been using his career as a roadmap because I was like, well, He's a solo artist, essentially, who then found a band to perform live, who then became a real band, who then broke up and became a solo artist again, and then sort of recombined with that band when they came back. And I like, you know, Nine Inch Nails, Queens of the Stone Age, those kind of bands where there is a central leader. There is somebody who kind of is like, look, this is the song. Um, And then, you know but I got a really good bass player. So he yeah. puts his groove onto it. You know what I mean? Or I got a really fucking awesome drummer or keyboard player. And 
you know, what they bring is them that like their movement, their electricity, whatever their energy is. And I would like to do that. I would like, cause I feel like, yeah, it's cool to write a funk song, but like, I want people to dance and, you know, I can press a button and that's cool. But that's sort of like the thing with the Octatrack is I was like, well, what can I do to make this interesting once I do get on stage? Cause like at this point it's just me running Ableton. Yeah. I have like hard synths and stuff like that that I use, but I can't do all of them. Sure. So I'm just playing like, essentially it's just like karaoke, you know, uh-huh. I mean? it's just me like on backing tracks, like, and play this track. So I would like to, um, and even creatively if they, if they were like, you know, if, if I had somebody who was like, yeah, Hey, cool. I have an idea for a song and it was sick. Like I would, yeah, let's get in the studio too. You know, like let's do it all. I'm, I'm a, I'm like, um, I always think of like directors there's auteurs right and there's collaborators and stanley kubrick was an auteur he controlled the ever-living shit out of everything but it was perfect yeah and then you know you have collaborators who are really smart about who they work with they know like hey i'm not a lighting expert so i have to find a lighting expert i feel like if i could be one of those things i would be uh, the the auteur collaborator you know i want to be the first one to be like Hey, I'm going to, you know, micromanage the fuck out of everything creatively. But once I give it to you, like, do with it what you will. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, this is the recording. Interpret that because, like, you probably have a better, you know what I mean? A drummer probably has a better idea playing the drums than I do. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think that, you know, I have a situation where, you know, my my hip hop project, it was solo for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And then uh eventually I had, you know, a drummer that was like, Hey, if you ever want a live drummer for a show, hit me yeah. up. And then a bass player is like, Hey, if you ever want a bass player, hit me up. Sure. And then I had a roommate that played guitar. And then like and then it's just yeah, and you and have then, a band. Then I had a band. Yeah. And then it was one of those things pretty much kind of similar to L C D sound system where like my solo project then became a band. Right. But, you know, for a long time, it was hard for me giving up that control over certain things. Mm. You know, like maybe sometimes somebody tries to put a different groove on something than what I had in mind originally. Right. And like trying to figure out how to interpret that and how to take that. Cause like, this is my art. Right. But at the same time, it's like, well, if you don't trust the people that you're working with creatively, you shouldn't right. be working with them. Exactly. And that's, I think that's my thing though, is like, if I found the right people, I'd be like, yeah, dude, just do like you're, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm going to tell you how to make the bread. You're the bread man. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> get it, get it, bread man. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I don't have, you know, as long as like my thing always, cause I have played with other people and just like the, the dudes I was jamming with recently, like I had to come up with the songs and they were, I could tell that they wanted me to be like a very like like a leader and that was hard for me too because I was like I don't want to fucking tell you how to play it dude like sure for me it's instinctual so if it's not instinctual for you I can give you like a suggestion but I can't I don't know how to do what you do the way you do it yeah and so that was also hard because I didn't like feeling like I had people as machines I, there has to be something in between there where people just go like it, there's the groove you know what i mean like there's there's just this yeah fucking groove like you know i've definitely had people in the band where it's like are you here because you want to be in this band or you right. just want to be in a, a band. band right 
and I think that's what those guys fucking worst. Yeah, and it's hard because it's like you know who I like is James Brown. James Brown was a band leader. I like that's what I want to be. I want to be a classic band leader. You know, a lot of James Brown's vocals were just cues. (laughs) They weren't even you know. "Ah!" you know they weren't but that meant something that meant like the trumpet player goes you know and he's yeah and then the bass player's like you know like that's what i like is people who go look we're gonna put this shit together and you all know what to do and i'm gonna fucking take you down the the river you know what i mean and we're all gonna get there safely and it's gonna be great but you gotta trust me and i'm gonna trust you to do your part too and i'm gonna you know write the songs and I'm going to bring them to you. You know what I mean? I yeah. Know, I don't know what you, mean, you know what I mean? <laughs> but it's just, it is, it, it's hard to find that, you know? Um, but the reason I started doing this solo is not, there was no like, um, cause I had that with memory cult or there was no, like I, I, I initially was like, I was on Craigslist everywhere trying to find people to play live. And initially I started up, it was a lot more indie rock sounding. Like I had a couple of songs that I took down that I had released initially that were like, oh, okay. even if you listen to Ruby veins, like there's like rock guitars on the chorus and stuff like that. It wasn't until I couldn't find people that I really discovered the sound of the record. And even like the songs that I just put out, like new romance still has like guitar on it. And I was like, you know, still has guitar and live bass and like a little bit more rock elements to it more or less. And then when I put out the good citizen, I was like, what I do after like this track doesn't sound like what I'm going to do next, but it doesn't sound like what I just did. So it's just going to be like the palate cleanser. Sure. This is the little bit of Sherbert before we have the next fucking course. Gotcha. But in that time, I also realized that I was like, okay, like I'm probably not going to find a bunch of people to do this right now. I don't know if I'm staying or leaving or what the fuck's going on. So I have to be able to create a self-contained world yeah both musically and instrumentally and like art artistically you know what i mean like separating it even from the sound like i have to find a way to make myself interesting to other people yeah you know what i mean like i gotta be sexy for the babies you know what i mean like, <laughs> come on babies like what is vampire disco club you know so it's 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 you know it's just it's just taking all those little things you learn along the way and going like this one's this is the one mm-hmm. you know what I mean? yeah I, i've i've definitely trying to take all of the missteps and mistakes and misfortunes of every other project that i've had sure make sure that none of that happens with some faith i think that's how you kind of know though when you when you know like okay this is like my thing like because i think that was my thing with my last project is like coming out of a band and then like i'm gonna do a solo record to prove that it wasn't just this flash in the pan thing like i'm really gonna do this and then i was like well i just like figure like i just i figured it out by failing the whole time yeah and then not that i'm not proud of any of it but i just like don't care about it whereas with this i was like i was just very thoughtful about like what do i want to give to people you know what i mean because i because at the end of the day that's all it is you just like i just want to make people happy you know what i mean and I, I've never been very good at um, I can write that song that's like this is how I feel and here are my emotions but my emotions I think are very abnormal compared to normal people's so people are often like what are you trying to say asshole like this is interesting but it's weird yeah whereas with this I'm like oh I can tell a story you know what I mean like I can write about Bill Gates microchipping people 
You know what I mean? Like I can fucking do that. So that that's been kind of like the album that I'm working on right now is has some bizarre songs on it, but they're fun. Even if you're just like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. You're still like, oh, but that I don't care. Like, you know what I mean? Cool. So I found a way to bridge those two things of like, be yourself as weird as you are, but also does everybody want to shake their ass? You know what I mean? Like, and I think that I'm, I'm getting there. So hell yeah. Yeah. Well, as we're rounding the station here on our conversation, one more time, we could pull up this Vampire Disco Club on Spotify. You want to let the good people of the internet know where else they can find you? Um, You can find me on Twitter at The Beat Absurd. That is The Beat Absurd on Twitter. Um, I'm pretty offensive and irreverent on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> I've officially stopped talking about politics, though, because I will not participate in that conversation anymore because what the fuck else can I say? I'm a musician. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Um, and Instagram at VDC Sound System, which I just did today because I've been talking about it so much. Uh, Vampire Disco Club. That's it. That's all. I'm only on Twitter and Instagram. And besides that, you know, Spotify, Bandcamp, all that shit. And hopefully, uh, before too long, I will be in your neighborhood. And and maybe I'll, we'll be in the same neighborhood on stage doing it. I don't oh, know. Yeah. Like, that's the plan. Like, you know what I mean? Look for me online, but please expect me in the flesh because... <laughs> I've already fucking had COVID. Yeah. And I'm ready to I'm ready to rock, dude. I'm ready to, I told my wife, I'm like, everybody's getting a kiss when I see them. Yeah. When I see the crowd, I'm just gonna start grabbing people and you know, if they like it, consensually, of course. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But yeah, that's it, man. Cool. I appreciate you having me on. This yeah, I appreciate yeah. talking with you. Great to meet you. Yeah. I'm gonna do my outro and then we'll stop recording because right. we've been going for an hour and how long do we expect people to listen? Yeah. That is all, folks. Thanks so much for listening. One more time, Eric, Vampire Disco Club. Thank you for being here. I'll be back again in a couple days with another conversation and some other asshole. Same time, (laughs) same place, same channel. You know the drill. My name is Sykes. Start the beat. 2020. Woo woo. Thanks for listening. And we're done. That's a podcast. Nice.